It's the start of a new year, and that is always a good time to take stock of what some of the key trends and issues are that are going to shape policy, economy, and business across Africa. Let me say at the outset that this is not intended to be a definitive or comprehensive analysis of the, of the key issues to watch. Rather, this is intended to be a summary of what some of the most important and likely most defining stories and uh, developments are going to be over the next 12 months. I'm going to split this into two broad categories, one being issues that are particularly relevant in the short to medium term, so especially over the next 12 months. But I'm also going to talk a little bit about trends that are underlying trends that are going to play out in the longer term. To start with, let's have a look at the macro outlook. It's always the natural place to start. And here, let's turn briefly to the African Development Bank. This is their latest assessment of the macroeconomic outlook for the continent in 2024. And the key figure to take note of here is that the bank is forecasting growth of 3.8% for the continent throughout 2024. Now, note that this is a downward revision from its earlier estimate of 4.3%. And the important paragraph here is where the bank points out that the revision reflects the persistent long-term effects of COVID-19, geopolitical tensions and conflicts, climate shocks, a global economic slowdown, and limited fiscal space for African governments to adequately respond to shocks and sustain post-pandemic economic recovery gains. Now, I think that about sums it up, to be honest. In many ways, this is a continuation of the theme that we have had across the continent for a number of years now. In, in, in summary, I think we can say that headwinds that have characterized uh, the macroeconomic landscape over the last few years are going to persist throughout 2024. And I don't think you need to, there's much to add to, uh, to this list that the African Development Bank has put out there. One area that I want to highlight with respect to the macroeconomic outlook is the issue of debt. We know that this has been a, a pressing problem, and increasingly so for many African economies. And I, I, I would anticipate that it will again in 2024 be one of the key issues that we need to watch. And um, the most important aspect in that regard is going to be what happens in terms of debt relief. So we have four African countries that have applied for support under the so-called Common Framework. That's the G20 initiative aimed at um, aimed at facilitating debt restructuring to help developing economies to better manage uns unsustainable debt. Uh, four African countries, as I said, Zambia, Ghana, Chad, and Ethiopia have applied for assistance. And what we've seen since the Common Framework was launched in late 2020 is that this is a lot easier said than done. Zambia has been going through the process for three years now, and we still haven't reached a final deal. And uh, the, the important or th the main thing to follow in this year will be whether or not the Common Framework can finally deliver. So whether Zambia can get a deal, whether Ghana can get a deal, Ethiopia, which has just become Africa's latest sovereign default, um, so, important one to watch. We will be covering this throughout the year, no doubt. Um, and that's that's definitely one of the standout issues in terms of the macroeconomics. Uh, moving on, we also have a very busy year of elections across the continent. 
Uh, we have a calendar here. Shows that we have a lot of elections coming up. Um, these are all important in their own right. I think a few are worth watching uh, in particular. We have Ethiopia, which is, as we know, uh, in the midst of trying to revive its economic growth story, which has been shaken in recent years due to the pandemic. And of course, the conflict in Tigray. Uh, it'll be important to see what happens there. Also in Senegal, um, there's an important election coming up to to pick a successor to uh, Macky Sall, who is going to be stepping down as president. The run-up to the election has been quite tense. Again, an issue that we'll be uh, it's, it's an issue that we'll be discussing in more depth as we get closer to it. And then, of course, we have South Africa. Uh, Africa's the continent's most developed economy in many ways. Its most important economy. Also, in diplomatic and policy terms, uh, one of its arguably the most uh, important country on the continent. And this year promises to potentially be quite a momentous one for South Africa. Uh, we know that for years now, the African National Congress, the ANC, the ANC's grip on power in South Africa has been waning. And there's a lot of speculation that in 2024, we might see the emergence of a coalition government in South Africa. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But uh, busy year, busy year of elections and some important ones to watch there. Another issue that we have to follow, regrettably, it's not a pleasant one, is security and stability, or perhaps more appropriately, it would be to say instability. Uh, we've seen the French presence in the Sahel and the associated efforts to militarily try to clamp down and um, counter Islamist-linked uh, militancy and violence in the region essentially collapse in 2023. Uh, we've seen a series of military coups throughout the region, which are partly linked to some of the macroeconomic headwinds that I touched on briefly earlier on. Uh, but you know we've also seen instability in places like Sierra Leone, where the former president, a former president, has just been charged with uh, allegedly trying to lead a coup. So stability and insecurity in West Africa is most definitely going to be an important theme. The Sahel seems to be in limbo, quite frankly, after 2023, and the big question is what happens next um, and what will be done next. But of course, the Sahel isn't the only part of Africa where we are seeing instability. <clears throat> Sudan is still in a state of conflict. It doesn't make that many headlines anymore. Um, there's plenty, <laughs> unfortunately, there's plenty of conflict-related stories out there globally at the moment. But uh, the conflict there continues, and it'll be important to see what happens there. The Horn of Africa in general is an area uh, where there is potential for more instability, so we're going to have to watch that as well. And the important issue and the important question is going to be whether or not the continent can collectively um, act to, 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 to effectively counter some of the insecurity and some of the instability that we have seen in recent years. Time will tell, and this is, again, an issue that we will be covering in more depth throughout the year. On a slightly more positive note, um, Africa's green transition uh, will be interesting. Potentially going to be an interesting year uh, for Africa's green transition. Just a second. Um, I have tab here to look at. Yeah, here we go. So the the big, I mean, there's a lot to be said about this. 
potentially, as this this headline here says, Africa's green business opportunities are abundant. Yes, no one no one doubts that. Um, the challenge, of course, is realizing these opportunities. Um, and over the last year, the important shift that we've seen here is in terms of the narrative. So there's a concerted effort now across the continent to reposition Africa uh, away from the being perceived as primarily being a victim of climate change to being a uh, potential leader in terms of the green transition and green investment. One of the uh, key areas that has emerged in that respect is the critical mineral space, which are essential to driving the global green transition. And we'll, and it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out throughout 2024. It's a bit of a test for this change of narrative that the continent can um, not only offer solutions, but potentially be a leader in, in global climate action. And um, if, if the continent plays its cards right, there's really no reason to see why that can't be the case. Okay, that I would say very briefly are some of the most important issues to watch. We have more macroeconomic headwinds. That's a continuation, uh, or it's a theme that continues from, from recent years, as I've said. I think the debt, the debt situation is going to be most critical to watch. We have a busy year of elections, including some key countries like Ethiopia, South Africa, Senegal, a few others, and Africa's green transition. So let me now turn briefly to some of the uh, bigger picture, more long-term trends. And really, I think these can be summed up uh, under the following banner. Welcome to the multipolar air era. We all know that globally things are shifting and they are shifting rapidly. This is something that uh, we here at NABA uh, are following quite closely. And the big, the big thing here is to, or, or the, the big question here is how Africa fits into an emerging multipolar era. And the big opportunity for the continent is to essentially reposition itself from the margins of global affairs to being a much more central actor in shaping global policy and economy. And in 2023, we saw some important developments in that respect. One thing that we have seen is the, the, the sort of the scramble for influence in Africa is intensifying almost by the day. Uh, it doesn't matter what part of the world you go to these days, um, countries and regions are increasingly keen on partnering with the continent that is only going to intensify particularly against the backdrop of the global geopolitical picture we all know that we are living in um, somewhat in somewhat uh, perilous times and we have uh, growing competition between the great powers or major powers and within that the big question is how does africa fit into this uh, you'll recall that a few months ago the G20 invited the African Union to become a member. That's a potentially big step. And uh, we're only a week in, and we're already seeing more of the same. A couple of stories to, to illustrate this are, one, we have Italy, which is taking over the presidency of the G20. And uh, the Italian prime minister has just come out and said that uh, development, African development is going to be one of the key focus areas. This, of course, builds on uh, existing efforts to ramp up engagement between the G7 and Africa. This, incidentally, is discussed in a little bit more detail in our weekly brief today. 
Uh, if you aren't subscribed to that, I urge you to do so. You can uh, you can subscribe on our website at NorwegianAfrican.nl. Uh, but we also have another very significant development, which is, of course, the expansion of the BRICS block. Five new members uh, joined formally uh, on the 1st of January, and these include two new African countries, Ethiopia and Egypt. And I think uh, this headline here sums it up quite nicely. Will BRICS expansion set a new agenda for the global south? Hinting at the point I was making just a short while ago, that Africa has quite an quite a strong opportunity here to reposition itself and redefine the narrative around Africa in terms of its role on the world stage. And the article quite rightly points out that the Five Nation BRICS group is growing and so is its influence. Now, we're going to see some of the dynamics around this multipolar world uh, develop in 2024. I think we're going to see some major announcements coming out of the BRICS regarding their plans for, um, let's say, an alternative financial architecture for the world. Uh, they, they haven't, we don't know when those announcements are going to be made, but I'd be very surprised if we don't hear some big news, uh, if we don't hear some big news there in the coming months. But of course, you know, the this is really big picture stuff, and these are underlying big trends that are going to play out over many years. But I would say it is the kind of all-encompassing framework through which events in Africa could be analyzed going forward. Uh, we are in many ways in a very different world from where we were just a few just a few years ago. And while in the short term, as I discussed earlier, we have quite familiar themes around yeah, the the need for more investment in Africa, the need to drive to drive growth in Africa, to, the need to um, tackle the debt challenge that many African economies have. But those aren't necessarily an indication of where we will be, say, in the next three to five years. I think that we are entering um, an era and a time in which change is going to come thick and fast. And while there are no guarantees and nothing is certain, the opportunity for Africa to seize on this and to leverage that, to not only drive investment, to not only raise its influence on the world stage, but of course, most importantly, to drive meaningful long-term economic development are absolutely immense. And this is an issue that we will no doubt be covering in much more detail throughout the year. That's it for this um, quite brief stock take of what's, what are likely to be some of the most defining issues to watch in 2024. Overall, I think it's going to be a very busy year for Africa, and I think it's going to be a very important year. And for the reasons I've just discussed, i.e. the emergence of a multipolar era, I, would be, I anticipate that every year from now on, certainly for the foreseeable future, is going to be a very important year for African uh, development. Anyway, lots to look forward to, and we will be discussing all of these issues and more throughout the year. For now, thank you very much for watching. If you like the content, please feel free to like, subscribe, and share. And uh, we will be back 